anger. The Bible has much to say about anger and how God views anger and the problems that arise from anger. In James chapter 1, verses 19 through 20, it says, Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. We're called to be righteous. Our righteousness ultimately is in Christ, but we are to live out that righteousness day by day, and anger is definitely not righteousness of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to see and understand who you've called us to be. And you've called us to be people who love you with all of our heart, soul, and mind and love our neighbors as ourselves. And when we love you, we will obey you. So help me, Lord. Help each of us today to not be angry people, but to be people of love. When we see things that might cause us to anger, may we bring them to you and trust you to work those things out perfectly. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We continue today our look at Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount from Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. Today we're in chapter 5 and we start with verse 21. And we go through verse 26. So let's read those verses together. I'm reading from the ESV, starting with Matthew chapter 5, verse 21. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. May God bless the reading and understanding and application of his holy word in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In the previous podcast, we were looking at how Jesus came to fulfill the law not to abolish it. He said not the least part of it will go away, but he came to fulfill it. And one of the ways he fulfills it, uh, well, he fulfilled it by living the perfect life and then dying our death. But he also in his life uh, gives us the full meaning and fulfills the, the law of God in that way. So when God originally said, you shall not murder He wasn't just concerned with the action of murder, which obviously is wrong, and he's declared it to be wrong, but he's looking at our heart. God always looks at the heart. God is far more interested in what's going on in our heart than what we're like on the outside. What we're like on the outside is what we show to people, 
but who we are in our heart is who we are before God. And so he's teaching us today. He's saying, yeah, you should, you should not murder uh, ever. But he said, I want you to understand what I really mean there. Not only should you not murder, you shouldn't have those thoughts or attitudes in your heart and mind that lead to that because that's where all anger ultimately leads. Anger and rage is seeking to harm another person in our hearts, and it is the foundation upon which murder is usually formed, that that we have a rage or an anger towards a person for whatever reason, that they have something that we want or they've taken something that we think belongs to us or whatever that reason might be, uh, or we just think them not worthy of, of respect or even life. But all of those things are wrong, and they all have to do with how we see people. We need to see and understand that every single person, yes, those that really get under your skin the most, those that you might be inclined to say they are, I don't ever like to say this and I don't think this, but people say so-and-so is worthless. He's a, he's a this, he's a that, she's a this or a that. But the truth is that by our actions, that may be, uh, somewhat true in the sense that our actions may all be of a negative nature at a certain point in our lives, but that's true of all of us because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the bigger truth, the deeper truth, the greater truth is this, that all persons were created by God to be in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And when we look at other people, we need to see them as someone that Jesus died to save, that he gave his life and would have given it if they had been the only one. So we have to look at people the way God looks at them and see that they are very much worthy. They are worthy in through their creator, uh, no better and no worse than you or I or anyone else. So he's saying not only don't kill them, don't even be angry, don't be saying uh, nasty things about them, don't think nasty things about them. So when those thoughts come to our mind, when it first comes to us, that in and of itself is not sin. But what do we do with that? We need to take those thoughts captive. We need to capture that thought and reject it. When we look at somebody and we say he or she is an old so-and-so, then immediately we need to take that thought captive and remind ourselves of the cross, that Jesus died on Calvary's cross to pay for that person's sin as well as mine, and their sin is no greater than mine. It takes no more grace to save them than it takes to save me. And that's how we need to see other people. And as a part of that, when we have problems with other people, when we know we have a problem, we need to reconcile it. We need to go to them and, and try to make things right. Uh, in Romans 12, 18, it says, If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. We can't always work out all problems. I can 
<clears throat> think of a particular problem that, that I've tried to resolve and been unable to. Uh, maybe I haven't done everything I need to do, but I have pressed the plea. And so we all probably have challenges in our lives when we think about these words, but we need to make an effort to be reconciled and we need to continuously be willing to reconcile, continuously be willing to lay down our lives, uh, our claims, our position in order to be reconciled with another. Uh, and that's what God is calling us to, not only not to murder but to not be angry, to not have thoughts about other people that are angry thoughts, that are destructive thoughts, and to go and be reconciled to others. Even as Christ has reconciled me and all you and all who are in Christ to God himself, for while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. God bless you.